appreciated, unalleviated, tired of coming up short, fuck abbreviated, want my whole name built out, my old pain built out, no pain, no gain, I blow brain, cobain, throw flames, blue cane, the coach ain't help out, so I call my own shots, I'm David Blaine, I'm breaking out of my own box, you stay the same, but homie, if you change, make you change for the better, back when Martin King had a thing for Coretta, when is she seen all the dreams she was dreaming? What's good, neighborhood? We're back with another Broken Records episode. This your boy, Ray Rashawn. What's good, y'all boys? Yes, sir. This your boy, Marquise Q. Back. Well, I never left the building, so I'm still in the building. To all my good neighbors, welcome. That had to be the whitest intro <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> hey, are you straight, bro? Bruh, I don't need to fuck these guys up. I know how excited they are to hear this. They tap in. <laughs> so, I'm just ready. I'm really ready to just get them on the, get them on the ride. Aaron probably still got his own um, work uniform on. That's probably why he's talking like that. He ain't turned his uh, code. He ain't switched codes yet. Definitely ain't took his boots off. Not <laughs> Uncle Tom joke. Cool out, cool out. We're back with another Broken Records. Back in the office, back in the studio, back on the court, back out in the field, whatever you want to call it. We already gave y'all the first Jermaine Cole episode for this pack that we're doing, Friday Night Lights. So now it's time to give due diligence to the first mix, well, the first album that J. Cole dropped proceeding after Friday Night Lights. That Friday Night Lights dropped in 2010. This dropped in 2011. So we already talked about how Friday Night Lights was kind of like the prelude to the album. So now we're officially on the album. And honestly, I couldn't be more excited. This is really the album that got me on the J. Cole Light. If I didn't know J. Cole before this, I knew J. Cole Light after I knew his album. Hey, that's a good hey. You're a good man, man. If, if this is the album that really tapped you in, then you tapped in just in time to be honest. Yeah, this album definitely did numbers for him. And not even, I don't even mean to jump into it real quick, but just peek just peek at the, all the features. And then, never mind, never mind. I mean, you already said it. So, I mean, you got Trey Song, Jay-Z, Drake, Missy Elliott. Well, there's all the features I'm seeing right now. But yeah, this, this album was definitely meant to be an album. Like, no doubt about it. And this album really embodies what an album should be. Like, it has the hits on it. It has a good intro. It has... Uh, an interlude has a good outro, so I feel like all the hype behind J. Cole um, producing and like owning up to producing a good album or like coming out with a good album, this album like solidified like it, it checked off every box that the album should have, in my opinion. And then Q, I know you're you're a big guy on samples, like can't even forget the hit. Um, what do you have? Workout. I think it sampled um, Kanye West and. You know, you're not not just anybody can get anybody's beat and do anything over it. Like you gotta have some talent, and I feel like this definitely kind of stamped J Cole, like you guys said. You can do it, but mess around and get sued, and then you're gonna be looking hurt, Bruh, As long as you do it the right way, then you know what you're doing. But yeah, cute. This is definitely, bruh, In my opinion, I'm, since we went ahead and go ahead and dived in, I'm gonna go ahead and be honest. This is just in case you didn't listen to the last. Uh, Episode. I'm gonna say the same thing because I feel the same way. So you ain't like you gonna catch me no lie. <laughs> this is the most complete, concise project I've heard. Like me, like being a young, being a youngin, like listening to myself. Like when I listen to this album, like I really, I probably had tears listening to this album the first time, bro. Like for real, for real. Like oh it was shit, a- <laughs> <laughs> bro. Are you saying? No are you saying like this is this was the most complete album that you heard at that age? At that age, this was the most complete project Jeez. I've ever heard by a rapper, bro. Being completely honest, like it was the 
maybe it was the first project I really like I was anticipating and listened to and it was good. So that probably was it too. Like I was anticipating it when it came out. It was amazing. So that probably what it came down to. But in my opinion, it's probably the most complete. Okay. So where in your life was you at when this album dropped? Because like you said, like drove you to cry. Like what what was Rashawn McClam doing in twenty on September twenty seventh, twenty eleven, when his album dropped? Hey, you already know I was at thirty two, bro. This was this was my freshman year. This is my freshman year in high school, bro. Freshman year of high school. So you already know. Like just think about that. Freshman year of high school. So I bro, I probably listened to this project the entire freshman year, no cap. Like it was probably the only thing I would listen to. It was probably just this. <laughs> Looking back on it now, like. Is this still like one of your favorite J. Cole projects? Like with all the other ones he dropped between now and then, you know, Force um Force Hill Drives, Four Your Eyes Only, KOD. Is this still on Rashawn McClam's top list of J. Cole projects? Uh I definitely this is definitely still on the it's definitely top it has to be on the top of my list. But all of J. Cole projects are at the top of my list. So it's so it's hard for me to say just this one was at the top, but I would say definitely. This is probably the project that gets overlooked by some. Like people that are not really J. Cole fans, like people that probably ain't really tapped in to probably just say 2014 Forest Hill Drive and Born Center, probably. But this project ain't no slouch, bro. Like, this was his debut project. Like, look at the, he only had a few features on here. Like, he really was selected with his features. And this is, it's like 19 songs. Like, it's a solid project. Like, hey, it's just, you, you see, you see, I can barely explain it right now. <laughs> You got a lot of words, bro. Bro, Sean is getting choked up right now. <laughs> no cap. I'm about to say, bro, do you need to no take cap, a quick bro. intermission real quick? I'm about to say, hold on, hold on, hold on, Sean. You ain't got to explain that. <laughs> but nah, to kind of um, shift the gears a little bit, I just want to ask y'all boys professional opinion. Since we already did the Kendrick pack and I was doing the J. Cole pack, how do y'all boys feel about the whole J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar comparison? Like, you know, as a total thing, since we're talking about J. Cole's first album now, like, I feel like this discussion has always been had. Like they always try to go blow for blow. There. Like they, like I think J Cole said he said he had like two goats or two greats cannot coexist. How do y'all feel about the whole Kendrick Lamar and J Cole? Um, I guess comparison that people always try to give. You know, I feel like Kendrick make uh, Kendrick has made better music, but I feel like it really comes down to like they just tell two different perspectives. They're, one's literally on the West Coast, one's on the East Coast. So I'm pretty sure if we were on the West Coast, like. Kendrick would definitely just hit a little bit more, but I feel like since we're on the East Coast, like it just hits a little bit more for us. That's, that's why we appreciate it on the same level that like we do for a Kendrick project. Like, obviously, Kendrick might make better music hits, wise and awards or whatever, but like people that really listen to music can actually see them on the same level. It's just a matter of opinion at that point. Yeah, I was I would say that I feel like it's it's honestly just healthy competition. I I think it would be different if Cole and Kendrick weren't homeboys, like, they weren't cool. Like, if they were just, like, like, say if they were enemies, I really feel like it would have been, like, like, a different conversation. But since they're cool and, like, they already know and I, and they kind of, like, go back and forth, spar with each other, like, lyrically, I just, I feel like I'm not mad at people trying to, like, draw the comparison because it's kind of like, like Eric said, it's kind of like Cole's our Kendrick over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how we looking at it. But at the end of the day, there's there's nobody else on neither one of those two on neither one of their levels. Like nobody's on Cole and Kendra level. Like so we only have to put we only have to look at those two and be like, okay, which one is better? That because they're the only two up there. 
besides Drake, of course, but you know what I'm saying? That ain't no. Yeah, Drake is definitely kind of in his own category because Drake is making pop music now, like, you know, Jamaican Caribbean music. So Drake is his like own yeah. category. So when I talk about like the the greats as far as Not like, a fair the greatest rappers, you said what? I said I don't feel like that's a fair statement, but we'll save that for another package. Drake is one of the biggest artists in the world, period. Like ever. Like But he doesn't make pop music. Drake just makes music like it, it no, he'll he'll draw from it, but I wouldn't say like he switched his whole entire discography to this specific genre or anything like that. Like yeah, he's yeah, still yeah. hip hop. I agree, I agree, I agree. Okay. Well, he makes pop music. But anyway, um going back into the discussion. But yeah, uh <laughs> that's nice. But uh hey, what'd you say? I say you wrong, but go ahead. Uh, I'm not. But um so yeah, going back to this uh Kendrick and J. Cole comparison, uh I definitely feel like what Eric was saying was true, like they they just like they relate, they bring in two different audiences. So, like Sean said, like J. Cole is our Kendrick Lamar on the East Coast. And I honestly have to give credit to J. Cole and a little bit more um credibility to him. Like he has a better way of telling a story from I guess a perspective for us to understand. Like I feel like he's more relatable than Kendrick because you know, Kendrick talked about a lot more stuff that we should like see in hindsight, but J. Cole has a good ability to talk about what's in the now, like what should you what should you be doing now? Like what are you like what are you what are the daily struggles of someone going through in their day life, like day to day? And I feel like J. Cole might have Kendrick beat on that, like being more relatable. I think me and Sean were like watching some like comparison video where like, they got given tally for like who's a better storyteller, who's a better lyricist, who has better production. And I think they gave majority of it, majority of it to Kendrick. But I feel like J. Cole could have easily been, you know, I feel like the, the scale could have been tipped in J. Cole's favor, like a lot for those categories. So I definitely disagree when people like try to get the comparison that J. Cole and Kendrick better. Now, of course, I'm going to say Kendrick's better because I'm a Kendrick fan. But looking at it from like a legit, like um, a logical standpoint, I feel like you can't really compare the two because they're so cool and they make music that isn't meant to be compared, it's meant to like just be appreciated, in my opinion. Definitely. So I guess going right into the um to the album. What are some of your What are some of your boys' uh favorite songs off here? I can jump on it real quick. Need it. Uh, <laughs> but nah, um, I ain't gonna really. I don't want to name the name stream ones, but some of my favorites. Sideline story. That's probably I listen. Sideline story was my alarm for probably like two years. Not even gonna cap. Sideline story. Um, God's gift. Sheesh, lost ones like in the morning. Of course, of course, that's a, of course that was on uh Friday Night Lights. But in the morning is a great song. Like it's a good song. Those that's just the name of you. And I had to dive into it, but it's really it's really hard for me to pick a song right here that I don't like. Like this is really an album from beginning to end. Like he really completes the whole album with like the hits, the sad songs, the hype songs, and like the features complement well too. Like can't get enough. I can't tell you how many times I heard that damn song on the radio. Lights please, <laughs> like yeah, but lights please is like you know a pretty self-explanatory um story. Like he's basically saying that you know my time is now, you know that kind of stuff. Interlude, uh, even though interlude isn't technically a song, I still follow the interlude because it's basically telling a story about how he knew he was gonna blow up the same night he got pulled over by a police officer. And he said he was the happiest nigga in jail. He's like, bro, y'all just don't know. I'm about to blow up. Like, after I thought I like, spent his night in jail. He said that was the easiest night in jail. He <laughs> <spent> something like that. <laughs> bro, 
it, it just sounds like that. Oh, like things like that that like kind of put you, like I said, push you into perspective of how a hood nigga or somebody will be like dealing with those emotions. And then in the morning by Drake, a classic, Lost Ones, Nobody's Perfect by Missy Elliott. That song, like Missy Elliott did her thing on that on that hood. No cap, bro. You get that's a song <laughs> that you can play at a cookout from, from twenty years from now. Nobody's <laughs> perfect, but. But you're perfect for me. I was like, oh shoot. No cap. Um, Amazing. But workout. Workout is always gonna be like something that is always gonna get played. So but this song is basically like all it's not gonna say it's majority hits, but his hits are on this album. And like I feel like it doesn't like I know artists like you know how artists like drop like hits before they drop the album and like they hope that the hits can like put the album in a better position. Like for example, future put life is good. On um on how how of life and it automatically like went um I think certified platinum or something like because it was already like the song was already platinum before the album came out but I feel like J Cole he didn't intend for those hits to amplify the album I feel like they only complemented in a way where like the hits need to go on there just you know just so they can be like on a collective project but I feel like he didn't use it to the um, chase clout or to do anything like, you know, a, like towards a war of recognition. I feel like he just knew that these songs had to go on here. And, you know, I feel like it's for itself. I agree with you, kind of. Like, we have, we do have to take into consideration, like, this album was made after he already made an album. And so I feel like he definitely had to amplify some tracks. And I would argue that this might be one of his most commercial albums. I feel like we don't see him really replicate that commercial effect until we get to Forest Hills. Um... So I def I kind of agree and but kind of disagree with the way you kind of got there, but um overall I feel like some of my favorite songs on this project uh God's Gift Breakdown you know In the Morning was a classic I really enjoyed Can't Get Enough um and Dollar in a Dream three those are probably some of my favorites on here. What's the um, what's the story behind Dollar in a Dream, Sean? Like why is that like a continuation of song? I mean, it's really like his like his main story, like Dollar in the Dream. I don't, I don't even know if like people really understand. Like he really, like really had a whole tour for this. I don't, I don't know if I uh, did y'all watch the. Uh, I sent y'all like a little uh, broke down thing of uh, him having like a tour back then. He actually had a a tour, a Dollar in the Dream tour, where he basically played a bunch of his old songs. I think he performed songs off Friday Night Lights as well. But he um, performed like a lot of the songs off his mixtapes, basically a lot of the songs that didn't get like critically acclaimed or whatever. But it's really just telling the story of just anybody, honestly. Dollar in the dream is the dollar in the dream for everybody because it's like most niggas be broke and they got a dream. It's like I got a dollar in the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you laughing at niggas being broke and have a dream? No, but like what? Like when you when you actually <laughs> think about it though, like it's, that's really like that's why I say J Cole is one of the most honest artist because he really tells the story of everything like you hear him broken when he broke i mean you hear him rapping when he broke i said you hear him broke yeah. when he broke. you hear him rapping when you broke you hear him rapping when he rich when he up when he down when he sad like you really you really hear all sides of of this nigga man like the most honest rapper to live in my opinion but nah that's just all it is uh q and just a continuation of it with the songs and whatnot okay yeah, I was also doing some research behind um I think he said that when he originally was thinking about like the title of the album, he said he knew it was gonna be sideline, so he said that was already like a given. Like it was gonna be called sideline stories. 
but he said he didn't know if it's going to be called J. Cole sideline story or, you know, anything after anything before sideline story. And then I think he was like talking in an interview. He said that, um, like Jay-Z was telling him to call it J. Cole. Like other people tell him to call it, you know, this and this or whatever. But he said they like the cold world, like the whole, I don't even know where that mantra came from, but the whole mantra cold world, like we stuck to him and he felt like he had to include cold world and cold in the sideline story. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. Like, how he just was able to like still stick to like what he knew that he wanted to, you know, I guess like call the album, but also kind of incorporate something that he always like stuck with. So I thought that was real cool. Right. It just, it just basically, it just tells the story of a young, I ain't gonna say country, but a young Southern nigga coming from, he in New York, New York, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got a dollar in the dream. Like, if you, and the first dollar in the dream came on, uh, his first tape when it was in uh 07 and then the next one in 09 and then now because that's why it's like down the dream three basically so he basically had like three of them in a sense all right so since we already gave our top songs how we gonna rate it if i had to start my rating honestly bro, i'll probably give it a nine and a half out of ten to be honest with you because like Jeez. i said it's not it's not any song on here that i don't like like every song on here is a song that either is a hit by like um by numbers, or it's a hit because because you fuck with the song. So it's a hit either way. Is what I'm trying to get at. Each song is a hit, so that's why I give it a nine point five out of ten because it's damn near perfect, if not perfect. Okay, Eric. Yeah, um, objectively speaking, I'm probably gonna give it like a eight and a half. Um, it, I feel like for what it did for Cole and the change. Eric, what you say? I'm give it an eight and a half. Okay, all right. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, I, I get the, I get the nostalgia, I get the feeling behind it, or whatever. But I just don't feel like substance wise, I don't feel like I feel like it's commercial Cole, still trying to come up Cole, and that's just not my favorite uh, Cole. I like it when he's lyrical, giving the substance. And he's definitely lyrical wife. on this on this project, though, Eric. I don't hey, feel like I don't, about? what I'm saying. He's not he's not there. It's not like substance wise for me. Like he's spitting bars, but it's not the same stuff that I personally like out of his music. Like when he's talking about she's mine or um, anything off of Born Center, so. So you don't think Lost Ones is a she's mine of the sideline story? Sheesh. No, I feel like it is, but I just don't feel like. It's but like you just said that it's like not it. like she's mine. I mean, I don't, but I can, I can see why you make that comparison. Bro, Lost Ones is probably the bro. That song <laughs> is. I, I don't even. Bro, it's. I, I I don't even have words, bro. Like that's like, I don't know, bro. bro. That song will make you pick up the phone and text your old lady and be like, "You you not you not pregnant, right? Is there anything you need to tell me?" <laughs> but that's not the same vibe she's mind gets off of. That's what I was trying to get at. But I can see why you would make that comparison. I mean, but it's kind of just like it's kind of just telling the story of like the story of a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? That's really just it's just uh, the story of a young nigga coming up, and it, and for his sense is the rap game. So it's kind of just like. You can appreciate it. But I, I like I, 8.5 ain't bad here. I fuck with that. But what was you saying? I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's basically it. Yeah, I just feel like it's commercial. I feel like it's the equivalent to Drake Thank Me Later. Right. Eric always has a way of drawing every album that we have or like we talk about always back to the Drake album. Like, is that like... Bro, because Drake is perfect deal. Drake is like the perfect standard. <laughs> That's really what I kind of... Never mind, never mind. Go ahead. Everything, uh, every, every album that you listen to, you don't find a way to compare it to a Drake album, what you're saying. No, but if they're trying to be the greatest and make it out, like, I'm just going to compare them to what's great at the moment when I'm, like, trying to take that in consideration. And so, Drake is at the top right now for me. And so, 
when I'm looking at Cole's work as a whole, I feel like this isn't this doesn't reflect that. Well, you can't. I feel like you can't do that for like every album, though, bro. Like I feel like you have to look at a piece or like a piece of work as his own thing and not compare it to something else. But you know, that's just me. That's just, just my Cole. You know, everybody looks like different Cole. I'm gonna tell another man what he should do, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got it. Bro, but uh but yeah, uh Eric, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and get my rating since you gave your rating. Um I'm gonna bruh, to be completely honest, this album is no no lower than a nine point five. Like I really wanna give it a ten. Yeah. It's, no, it's no lower than a nine point five, and being completely completely honest. Like seeing this project and actually like anticipating this project and seeing that because back then I didn't really know that they like I didn't know the whole story about Friday Night Lights was denied or anything so I just I was just thinking that this was just coming in the sequence so me just being somebody that's listening to the music I'm thinking oh this is a step above Friday Night Lights this like this is better like right. and still looking back now Sideline Story is, is good bro like it's probably it's probably not the album that catches a lot of people's eye because back then but back then if you remember like you look at these songs and you remember all right these songs were definitely on the radio these songs were definitely being played at the at little functions or whatever you you definitely remember so i definitely see what eric mean by it's definitely kind of like mainstream mainstream code but in a sense i feel like this album is kind of forgotten to some people being honest mm, interesting so hey what is what is like you don't have to like name the album, but like, what's the rating for the best J Cole album that you can think of? Like, don't name the album, like, but what's what's the rating for the best J Cole album? I have a ten. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I just want to make sure. Okay, all right, that's solid, man. All right, we, no, can, I, we can we can at least if we if, if you said that, we good, we good. Yeah, I but like again, I felt I felt for J Cole at a different time than y'all. Like when I heard Silent Sword the first time, like I wasn't like. I recognize it was a good project, but he didn't catch my eye, really, until Born Center. You know, I just felt like, okay, he might be here to stay. So, those, like, I kind of think back on that when I've had, like, He might be here to stay. He said, what, kid? You said he might be here to stay. Yeah, like, in the game. Like, I thought he was just making some pop music. Like, it was just some good, catchy rap music. But when I actually heard Born Center, it was just something different. So, you really really didn't take Cole serious until Born Center, what you're saying? Correct, but I'm recognizing that the album was good. Mm, mm. Okay, that's good. okay, okay. That's 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 dope. Then, as long as as long as you can acknowledge that it's a masterpiece, and we good. What is <laughs> this album, Eric? <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was trying to make sure you wasn't trying to like type in anything I didn't agree to. My bad. Bro, I'm talking about this. this. I'm talking about the album we doing the episode on, Eric. My bad, my bad. <laughs> Kid, what you laughing at? Eric, you ain't gonna So you agree this album is the best, right? Eric said, what album? What? <laughs> Eric's not going. I was like, bro, come on now. <laughs> bro, we. I we we the conversation floated a couple of different albums. I was about to say did. Eric just gave it an eight point five. What the world? <laughs> bro, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. When Eric, when you first asked, and the air had to repeat himself, I thought Eric said seven point five at first. That's bro, why I, thought, I he, thought he said seven point five two. That's why I said, wait, wait, wait. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> 
But I was like, dang, like, is 8.5 not good enough? Like, Bro, because I was like, how do you go down? And this is the debut album. We were just talking about how good. <laughs> bro, I was about to say, all right, Aaron, you, you, you tweak it at this point, bro. Bro, y'all was getting really pissed off. I was like, I said 8.5. Y'all said, what? I said 8.5. <laughs> y'all boy's crazy. But I just have a hard time, like, understanding, like, how the way you judge, like, how you're judging Cole right now. But, I mean, I mean, you got your own reason to think of things, but I don't know. I just, I'm just trying to understand. I'm just trying to understand your thought process. That's really what it is. I think that's why I'm giving you a hard time. I just feel like Sean, like you know how you felt, like um, you said freshman year in high school. That's when this project dropped for you, right? Yeah, I think that's right. Basically, like you said, you was able to see, yeah. like you said, you almost teared up on it. I feel like I didn't feel that way for Cole until uh, Born Center, but I like in the same breath though, I recognize that Silent Story was a good project, but it just like a lot of good artists out here have good projects, but I'm not gonna say I'm a fan. I was like a complete fan of it. Like, I just recognize it was a great. Like it's probably the same way you feel about Blonde. Like, mm. I see what you're saying. So you're basically saying that you know it's a good project. It just doesn't resonate with you enough to say for you to say it's a great project to you. Right. Because I, because being honest, for the most part, I feel like Eric, when going back and listening to a lot of these songs, Eric already knew most of the songs. Like he remembered this album. Like it's just like, oh yeah, all right, man. Like you, I feel like that's what Eric was doing when he went back and listened to it. <laughs> no, like, okay, I, mean, I know this. <laughs> I mean, basically, that's how it was. I was like, can't get enough. <laughs> I remember the music video. It was on 106 in part. Had Rihanna in, it, and I was like, how did? Oh my did god! Trey Songz and Rihanna in the same building. But I was like, okay, like he got he got ties, obviously. So I recognize there's potential there, but you know, it just didn't resonate with me. Bruh, I was gonna say like, I'm glad you mentioned Rihanna because J Cole kind of had a thing for Rihanna because. Like in the in front of that lights, he mentioned something about Rihanna, and then this um album, he mentioned something about Rihanna too. So, am I mistaken to say that he had a thing for Rihanna at uh, some point? I think it was just a professional relationship. I feel like I feel like he was just a young nigga talking about like it was the equivalent of the nigga saying they wanted to Beyonce. Like Rihanna was just something like we were saying that like, and he's in a city like us, so he's just saying it like common lingo. But then he's actually on the same level as them, so obviously he stopped saying it. But this was a debut project, so he really just didn't know better. Definitely. You say he ain't knew no better. Nah, he didn't realize how how business was handled. Oh. He ain't know no better. <laughs> yeah, he said like he was a daddy or something. I'm saying he was already talking about he was already talking about Calipari. Now he's trying to get Rihanna in his mouth. It's like Cole, stop. I don't know who's more federal for that Calipari verse, Cole or uh, Rap Genius. Bruh. Rap Genius basically hanging out wanted po- wanted posters for uh, Calipari. Definitely. How do y'all feel about? I kind of didn't. I want. I kind of want to say this question for like I guess deeper into when we start talking about the pack. But when you talk about rappers, that kind of I guess are what the J Cole and Kendrick Lamar are to us now. I know a lot of people try to compare Corday to J Cole. How y'all feel about that? Uh, that comparison that Corday is our is the J Cole now. I definitely think it's accurate. I feel like he's the closest to it. Um, I'm trying to think of other guys right now coming up, but. I don't see anybody else really doing it for Corday. And then Corday, you know, from Carolina guy too. So it's there. Yeah, I would definitely say like I, I see I see why uh people like compare them a lot. But if you think about it, when we first really started, like we knew about Corday a little bit, but when he first really made some splashes himself was when he did the response to J. Cole. Uh for the uh I can't remember what song that uh he did the old niggers response. So he responded to J. Cole with J. Yeah, Cole. Yeah, yeah. Oh, where he was dissing like uh Lil Pump, uh 
Kaye. You know, yeah, Kido was talking about. I thought you were talking about, bro. He was in Belson's song that he was like in a barbershop, like a music video with like him in a barbershop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I would definitely agree that he's the J. Cole. Well, if it was anybody to compare him to, it would probably be J. Cole, but I don't want to say he's the J. Cole of the new generation. I want to I want to say he's the Corday of the generation. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like when you say stuff like that, you kind of like put people to kind of expect the things that the other artists did and if they don't do those things that means they're not great that doesn't that doesn't mean they're not great this is doing the things they want to do in their own lane so i feel like you can make that comparison oh i'm sorry i was just gonna say like i feel like you i feel like if anything like their style um and kind of like content wise i feel like that's where you can compare them at but i definitely want to give him those expectations because you know he just left ybn like he's really on his solo jump now you know this next project has to really be good because that last project was like you know, really, they're almost for a Grammy. So, yeah, I wouldn't add that expectation to him, but he definitely has some lofty ones coming. Bro, but honestly, now that you're saying that, it's kind of like you kind of can see the the it factor in Corday because even like Cole, when he was younger, he used to always be talking about letting Nas down and talking about Jay, and like he always talked about kind of like his idols per, per se, but always was kind of like rapping about them and talk about. You know what I'm saying? Like sparring with them in a sense, but kind of just like showing that the respect is there. I feel like yeah. Corday kind of did the same thing with his uh, response. Uh, and that song was 1985, uh, Q, the one we was talking about. His response to 1985, right. uh, the old niggas track. So I really see a lot of cold in him, but I do agree with Eric. Like, we need to put that on him. That's a, that's a lot for anybody, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sure, for sure. Honestly, like I feel like we already kind of agreed that this album as a collective is kind of like you know it did what it did what a debut album was supposed to do in my opinion. Like it hit a chart, it had some hits on it. It was a complete album, had like the good songs. It's a perfect, it perfect a, debut album. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like it's not. I can see why Eric probably wouldn't resonate with this album so much. But like I guess it has like a lot of hits on it. It's not like the raw emotion, like the raw talent you was getting from Friday Night Lights. I feel like that's the only difference in it. Like it's just. It's a it's a bunch of hits. Well, it's got a good amount of hits on it, and he's still, I guess, trying to prove that he's in the game. But Friday Night Lights was that mixtape that, like, he had that hunger in that mixtape. And I guess I'm not gonna say he didn't have the hunger in this album, but I feel like he already kind of proved himself in the mixtape. And this album was kind of like, all right, I got an album now, and this is it, and this is what yeah, it's supposed I, to be. I definitely agree. I definitely agree with that, bro. That was, that's good. Yeah, it was. I feel like it was just overall more polished than Friday Night Lights, bro. Like even. Even like back we said Friday Night Lights, he produced most of that most of that project. And with this project, he produced I think fifteen out of the eighteen songs. Like so he still produced a lot of the project or something like you know what I mean? So either way it's just showing that he's gotten better. Like not just like everything else, but him as a rapper, him as as production, a producer, like everything, all facets of his artistry has gotten better. So Jay Z wasn't wrong. Right. And then on top of that, uh, I think one of the things that's different from this album versus other ones is um, the vision, theme, and kind of focus. Like I feel like Cole's touching on a lot here, but you can tell in his other projects when he's directly trying to get this point across, um, like 2014 Forest Hills Drives or um, For Your Eyes Only. Like You can tell exactly what that project is trying to do, and it does it successfully. And I just feel like you know that's why I don't resonate the same way, because that's a Cole project I prefer. Facts. Well, I just got um one more question for y'all boys since we're talking about the first um album with J. Cole. Um, before we like I guess close it out. What do y'all think 
J. Cole is most known for like now? <clears throat> like in what category? Do you think it's lyricism? Do you think it's storytelling? Do you think it's the production? Like it could be like you can you can name off anything. Like it doesn't have to be those three things I name. But like what do you think J. Cole is most known for like in the rap game right now and his talent talent wise and skill wise? I feel like it's lyricist. Um a storyteller, he would have got that, I feel like, if KOD, if the message was maybe a little bit more. Because I feel like that was supposed to be, like, they're supposed to have a whole bunch of subliminal messages and stuff like that. And I feel like it just didn't land the way it was supposed to. So I feel like he's better known as a, like, a lyricist. Interesting. I was actually going to say storytelling, bro. I feel like J. Cole, like I already mentioned before, like, J. Cole has the special talent that a lot of rappers don't have to be relatable. And I feel like he's always telling, I mean, it's it's in the title, like sideline story. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like not just not to kind of not to say that to support what I'm saying, but I'm saying that like his storytelling ability, ability is always going to be unmatched. Like the only person that can compete with him is Kendrick Lamar as far as storytelling. And I feel like for him to, I mean, I feel like KOD, you know, like it's not that deep, I guess, to the surface, but it still has a lot of meaning behind it. In my opinion, we're talking about KOD, so. I feel like he'll be known most for, like, when it's all said and done, if, like, you describe J. Cole to be one thing, it'll be a great storyteller. And that's just my personal opinion. So do you feel like he's a better storyteller than he is lyricist? Is that what you said? Yeah, I feel like that, yeah. I don't know. But I feel like it's kind of, I feel like it's kind of like, I feel like you can't have one without the other, though. Like, I feel like he exercises his lyricism in his storytelling. So if I say he's a good storyteller, like, you can't be a bad lyricist and also be a good storyteller, is what I'm saying, like. The two can't be inseparable. So I feel like him having a good ability to story. I don't think that's true. You got to look at Logic. I feel like Logic is a great lyricist, but I feel like he didn't always bring it together. I feel like there's some projects where there was definitely a decline. But I feel like with Logic, like, bro, Logic is really the type of person to really, like, rap. Like, he's just going to rap. And, like, he doesn't really care about where the mess is going. So I can see that, but I don't know. I just think I, 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 actually, think I see what you're saying. Like, now, you actually just kind of help me understand what you were saying a little bit just now. I guess, I don't know, I guess when I'm, I, I recognize Cole as to be one of the top two probably storytellers. It's really between him and Kendrick. But I just, I guess I'm comparing him to Kendrick when I feel like I see him more as a lyricist because Kendrick actually holds that title for me. So I'm, I'm not going to take that away from Cole. I'm going to actually say he's a storyteller. So my bad. Bro, I, I definitely see where both of y'all, uh, both of y'all coming from. But Q, to ask your question, I honestly... I feel that his story, I feel like at the end of the day, he's always trying to tell a story. I, I feel like with everything, he's always trying to tell a story, even with his mixtapes, with his albums, and even with his whole entire career. Like, Cole has always told us a story. And even just him just leading by example, not just him just growing his dreads out just so he can look the part when he was playing the prison, uh, when he was dressed up as, like, uh, a prison inmate at his tour. Like, that's just, like, the small things that goes into him telling the story. But I just feel like the story is what really pushes him, and that pushes his creativity, even down to him making music or him producing his own music or trying to produce other people's music. Like, J. Cole is probably the most slept-on producer in the game, if we be real. Like, Cole be producing a lot of... Like, he be helping a lot of people projects, like... I feel like he enjoys creating music, but I feel like he enjoys creating music so he can better tell his story. I feel like it's all about the story to him. Mm-hmm. So you feel like he 
exercises his storytelling in all the other different avenues they do, like producing, lyricism. So you feel like his storytelling is kind of like the core and like everything else kind of, I guess, our dependence of that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I feel like all those other things are his superpowers, like his storyteller, his lyricism. But at the end of the day, he's really, his overall goal is to save the day. And save the day is equivalent to telling the story. Mm-hmm. That That's makes real. sense. Nah, that definitely makes sense. I definitely hear you understand where you're coming from. Sheesh. Dang, the time flies, ain't it? Bro, we really, we really dived in just now. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I, love, I love this damn clock. That just said 30 minutes. Next thing you know, it was like 40. Oh, my God. Damn. Definitely. Bro, I'm excited, man. This is, and this isn't even my favorite album yet, so I'm not, I haven't really. Not oh, this, 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 this ain't my favorite yet either. It's, Sheesh. This is definitely not my favorite. I was going to say, Eric kind of got me on the edge of my seat trying to figure out what damn cold project he do like since all the loop of the ones we talk about he don't really like like that. <laughs> that's, so that's how you view anything less than a nine. <laughs> Bruh, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, the answer you've been giving gave girl, like, I gave it an eight and a half. <laughs> Bruh, Eric, you act like you gave it a six, ain't it? <laughs> like, come on, Q. Come on, you got to play a fair on both sides. Hey, don't even try to use my own words against me, bro. I was just saying that it doesn't seem like you've been impressed by any of the albums we talk about. Am I wrong for thinking that? Like, you just haven't seen them first. <laughs> no, I'm impressed. Eric definitely been acting like, he's like, you know, it just wasn't doing it for me. I <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was impressed with uh, Friday Night Lights, considering it was, like, it just wrote off as a mixtape when it was really supposed to be an album. I feel like it's one of a kind whenever you look at, um, you know, mixtapes that are supposed to be albums or whatever. But, yeah, it just it's like not hitting with me. Yeah, it really starting to sound like them critics that was criticizing um, J. Cole when you um, made the mixtape, ain't it? <laughs> Bruh, it's not like, it's not like uh, Eric on the right level, ain't it? Eric said, just look, you can do better. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> How many more I mean, records can I break his rate? More records. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> And then the th- but the thing about it though, like it's kind of funny, like even Q uh kind of alluded to this back, like when he was talking about like he had basically like he had the love from his his homeboys, he had love from Deville. You already know, you already know Fayetteville was was riding with him. You already you see on that piff he was had over a billion streams. So no for him it's kind of like what y'all talking about? Like <laughs> this is amazing, but they just like uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> you got you got some more in you. So. I definitely appreciate them for doing that because at the end of the day, it looked like they was right. Like, we just we got to I mean, be real. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what it is. I think um I think Shaq said it um, best today in regards to um James Harden. He said that I only uplift my brothers by keeping it real with them. So if I can't keep it real with you, you're not my brother. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a good uh, wrap up this, this album by J. Cole. We finally got into the album. Make sure y'all tuning in to all these packs. It really, it really be nice for y'all to start it from the beginning and, and like listen to it because like each conversation kind of piggybacks off the other one and then we allude to what we're going to talk about in the next episode. So yeah. if you're kind of jumping around it, yeah, kind of jumping around in it, you know, that's nice. But if you want to get the full picture of what we're trying to say and what we're trying to convey, I say listen to it from beginning to end. And like I said, it's a it's open conversation, it's open community, open neighborhood. So make sure you're telling us what oh, you think about it. You know, we could be completely wrong, but you know, I like to think that we're kind of experts in what we do. We know what we're talking about. So um, make sure to tap in from beginning to end. Make sure to share your opinions, um, all that good stuff. But um, it's your boy Marquise Q signing out. All right, man. Y'all make sure, hey, let us know what your favorite cold project is. Um, if we missing one of your favorite cold projects, like 
Let us know. We might be able to pull some strings for you. You never know. But let us know. <laughs> Look, probably not, but hey, if it be enough of y'all asking for a certain project, then we like, all right, we gotta we gotta fuck with it. But other than that, bro, y'all let us know. Y'all definitely tap in. Let us know what other projects y'all want us to do, what other packs y'all want us to do. But hey, this is hey, this is a collective, this is a neighborhood. So we're here for all y'all. At the end of the day, Ray to Rashawn, we out. Y'all boys holding the road. Yes, sir. Hey, I just want to say if anybody shares my sentiments, feel free to comment. So, you know, I just don't want to feel alone out here. I'm pretty sure there's more of y'all out here. So, you know, just extending that out. <laughs> but it's your boy Easy, and catch you on the next episode. Peace.